Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff. And they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered. And that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 19th of September. Good to have you aboard. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented by our title sponsor, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, the first call you make is 911. The second call you make is Anna Jar and Levine, where they're going to treat you like family, just like they did me at the launch of Zaslow Show 2.0. They're going to get you the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. Got a fun show planned today. It is Tuesday, so that means the previous NFL week is done. We are through two weeks. We get to start looking forward now to week three. The Dolphins this weekend, home opener, Denver Broncos. That team sucks, man. Denver Broncos this weekend, a Bronco team that just gave up 35 points to the Washington Commanders. 
The Broncos come in 0-2 this weekend. They lost in week number one as well by one point to the Vegas Raiders. And the Dolphins, you really couldn't ask for a better start. 2-0, 2-0 on the road. And they come home in what is going to be a raucous atmosphere. A terrific crowd at Hard Rock Stadium. I also want to say, I'm proud to announce, we have another sponsor jumped on board here. How about everybody welcome Bet Online? That's right, Bet Online aboard Zaslow Show 2.0. We love it. Football's back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football. They're at your fingertips. With Bet Online's real-time updates and statistics, news, and odds from the start of the season all the way to the college football playoff and through the Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use promo code. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Glad to have them on board the show here. And like I said, we got a great show planned today. It's Tuesday. So what does that mean? Well, we got Twitter Jam coming up every Tuesday. You know we got Twitter Jam. Also, every Tuesday during NFL season... We got to do our Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. So we got an updated top five NFL power rankings through two weeks heading into week three. But the big story, <coughs> excuse me, the big story. Oh, and by the way, there could be some Damian Lillard action going on there. We're going to get to that. We got some stuff for you. But the big story is Monday Night Football last night and specifically Nick Chubb and his injury. So as far as Monday Night Football goes, Week two wraps up last night. I love the Monday Night Football doubleheader. I think they're doing it again next week. And I also love the Monday Night Football doubleheader where they stagger the start times. Meaning, it's not the first game's at 7, the next game's at 10. No. 7-15, 8-15. Look, I'm a big boy. I could choose to watch what I want to watch. But having the second game start at 10 p.m. like they used to do on the opening Monday Night Football broadcast of the season... It's way too late. I don't want to stay up until 1 a.m. watching the NFL. So 7-15, 8-15, I'm a big boy. I could pick which game I want to watch. And you know in the Zaslow Mansion family room, we got big TV, small TV action. So I got both games going on. And here's also the thing. Because they stagger the time, okay, you're going to be able to watch the end of both games. The first game's going to end an hour earlier. And there you go. So... I love them doing it that way. Now, the first game, Saints and Panthers, that game was rough. So, the Saints win 20-17. It really wasn't even that close. It was 20-9 in the fourth quarter. (coughs) Panthers get a late touchdown. They don't recover the onside kick. Uh, Derek Carr, I think, has been pretty disappointing so far through these two weeks. But the Saints, they get the win they're uh, uh, 20 to 17. And did the Saints win in week number one? Yeah, the Saints beat the Titans, right? Are the Saints 2 0? 
I mean, I should know it off the top. Well, if they beat the Titans last week, they would be 2-0. I just don't remember if they beat the Titans. Yeah, they did beat the Titans last week, 16-15. So, Saints are 2-0 now. Panthers, they lose yesterday. Bryce Young, so 20-17. That game was a tough watch. Well, luckily, you got another game. You got Steelers and Browns. But here's the thing. So, you got Saints and Panthers going on. The game kind of sucks. And through the first half of Steelers-Browns, like... This game kind of sucks, too. The the two games there yesterday were rough games, especially the entire first game and through the first half of Steelers-Browns. Matter of fact, by the time I came... uh, Was I upstairs? Yeah. By the time I came upstairs to watch the game, there was like five minutes left in the second quarter. Saints-Panthers was about to end. There's five minutes left in Steelers-Browns. And I see it says second quarter, five minutes. I'm like, this game's in the second quarter? I've been watching this game all night. How is this game only in the middle of the second quarter? The games felt long last night. They were not good games. But anyway, the Steelers, they get a couple defensive scores. They win 26-22. Deshaun Watson sucks. Uh, it's only two games this year. Okay, uh, yeah, all right. But we also have... A sample size from the last, I think, six games last year. Five or six games last year. And you also know he hasn't played good football since 2020. He kind of sucks. And the steel... Uh, you want you want to know who else sucks? Uh, Kenny Pickett. Very rough start to the year. I thought the Steelers were going to be good. Maybe they will be good. I trust Mike Tomlin for sure. But I thought Kenny Pickett was going to come out this year slinging it, and he has not been good. Now, look, second-year quarterback, young quarterback. Okay, like, I I, I expect him to get better because I, I thought he was going to be really good, but I thought he was going to look good through these first two games, and he has not. Steelers, though, who I think have won 20 consecutive Monday Night Football home games, that's wild, and a, a defensive score in the fourth quarter winds up winning it for them. 26-22, so the Steelers, they bounce back from a terrible loss at home last week to San Francisco, they're 1-1, and and the Browns now, an opportunity to go 2-0, and they are now 1-1, and and they have a major issue, not just at quarterback, because I'm not sure we're ever going to see Deshaun Watson get back to form, but Nick Chubb last night with a brutal leg injury, so I know it was a lot of praise for ESPN not showing the replay. Uh, uh, yeah, like, all right, whatever. You could also take the tactic, we're going to show you the replay, but if you're squeamish, you don't want to look. i probably lean toward the let's not show the replay. Uh, I, I I never like seeing it. I happened to miss it. Like, I, like I, went up to the, I went up to the fridge. I, I don't know. I went to get something to eat. And my son told... Actually, no, no. I was in the shower. And when I came down from the shower, my son said, Nick Chubb, terrible injury. He goes, here, look. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to look. I, I, I don't have, I don't want to see it. If you're telling me it's catastrophic, I hate seeing it. He was, he, he had to show me. So I watch it and I'm like, yeah, all right, I don't need to see it again. I, I don't like watching those injuries. So I guess I'm good with ESPN not showing it. But at the same time, I'm cool with making my own decision whether or not I want to watch it. But Nick Chubb suffers, suffers a brutal leg injury, and he's obviously done for the season. I mean, it looked like like it was the knee was hyperextended, totally the uh, like 
really ugly. It's it's making me squirm just thinking about it, just talking about it. I don't know what the official diagnosis is right now. I mean, it could be a broken leg or uh, it's most likely a, a torn ACL, MCL, everything in the knee. It was really ugly. And, you know, y- you could you could make the argument, this is why the running backs, this is why running backs want the money. Because their careers are short because the beating they take and they're also very susceptible to serious injuries. This is why running backs want the money. And then you could also make the case, this is why the teams don't want to pay them. Because you are very susceptible to injury and your careers are very short. Like, it works both ways. The running backs see all of those facts that I just, or or that statement that I just said, say, that's why we want the money. And the teams see those statements that I just made and say, that's why we're not giving you the money. And the teams are obviously going to win out in that battle. But that right there is an example of why the running back wants the money. Now, the second part of what... And I felt bad for... I, I, I feel bad for Nick Chubb because everything I've seen about Nick Chubb, everything I've read about Nick Chubb, heard, heard from Nick Chubb, really seems... <coughs> excuse me. Really seems like one of the good dudes in the NFL. Seems like a good guy in the NFL. And for that injury to happen to him, really sucks. He's an elite running back. He's a top three running back probably in the NFL. So that's really shitty from that part. The other part of it is how the injury happened. So as Nick Chubb is being tackled high and being taken to the ground, Minka Fitzpatrick, low character Minka, everybody knows he's low character. He was on a Dolphin team that wasn't going to be very good. And he obviously, it's, it's, it's his birthright to play for a team that's going to be good every single year. And he forced his way out of Miami. Low character Minka. But is he also dirty player Minka? So that's the big story from last night, right? For me, that's a dirty hit by Minka Fitzpatrick. Chubb is being taken down up high and... Minka Fitzpatrick comes in and spears him right into his knees. Now, there's one part where, and we saw this with the Dolphin game the other day, where Jalen Waddle, who's now in concussion protocol, where he took a targeting hit right to the head. These players, especially the safeties, these players aren't taught to tackle anymore. They don't tackle, they hit. They're not trying to tackle. They're trying to hit. And and I know like rugby, for instance, rugby has certain rules where if you tackle below the waist, that's like you're not allowed to tackle below the waist. In the NFL, I wish they would have some type of rule, and I don't know if it would stop it, but I wish they had some type of rule where you have to actually try and make a tackle. These guys, these kids are not taught how to tackle anymore. They don't wrap guys up anymore. They're going out there trying to hit. And that's why they launch themselves. Because they're not trying to tackle. They're trying to hit. And that's what we saw there last night with Minka Fitzpatrick. That's not a tackle. That's trying to hit. And trying to hit him below the waist. And specifically trying to hit him in the legs. So that he could tackle him. So that he can hit him to the ground. To me... That was a very dirty hit by Minka Fitzpatrick. 
And I know the Steeler fan is going to say it's not. And the Browns fan is going to say it is. And I don't have any bias in this spot. Except that NFL players now don't know how to tackle anymore. All they do is try and hit. And Minka Fitzpatrick committing a very dirty hit yesterday. And it's why these players, you know, they try to get concussions out of the game over the last however many years. And they, they've outlawed the head-to-head and the hits to the head. And you ask any NFL player, would you rather get hit in the head? The player try to tackle you high and maybe you get hit in the head? Or would you rather, okay, we're not allowed to hit players in the head anymore. It's a penalty, so let's make sure we go low. And then you get hit in the knees. Every single NFL player tells you he would much rather get hit in the head than get hit in the knees. He would much rather a potential concussion than having his knee blown out. A potential concussion, you can keep playing theoretically. You get hit in the knee, it could end your career. Now, it's not going to end Nick Chubb's career, but it could end your career in the sense of you'll never be the same again. You may never be able to run that way again. It'll end your season for sure. Every player will tell you, I'd much rather get hit high than get hit low. But the NFL has tried to outlaw that, and understandably so. And they'd be able to avoid the significant knee injuries like last night as well if these guys would actually tackle instead of just try and hit, which is what Minka Fitzpatrick did last night. Now, it's a dirty hit in my book a thousand out of a thousand times. Does that make Minka Fitzpatrick a dirty player? No. You can make a dirty hit, you can commit a dirty play and not be a dirty player, I'm not an asshole, but I could definitely behave like an asshole sometimes. I could do things that an asshole would do. I totally do. But I'm not an asshole. It doesn't make me an asshole. Minka Fitzpatrick did something dirty last night. Does that make him a dirty player? I don't know. It's for other people to decide, I suppose. But that hit was absolutely a dirty hit. There's, there's no convincing me otherwise on that hit. Now, like I said, it doesn't make him a dirty player, but it is a dirty hit. Now, I don't want to hear, and this could be a major conversation today, I don't want to hear about how, okay, Minka Fitzpatrick has to go low on Nick Chubb in order to take him down because Nick Chubb is so big and so strong. And Minka Fitzpatrick is not as strong. So he has to go low like that in order to take him down. I don't want to hear it. If a guy is difficult to tackle, the answer cannot be, I have to attempt a dirty tackle in order to get him down. You're hard to tackle, so I'm going to dive at your knees. No, that's unacceptable. If the player's hard to tackle... Try harder to tackle him. If the player's hard to tackle, the answer can't be, I'm going to dive helmet first into your knee because that's the only way I can tackle you. That's unacceptable. So I don't want to hear about Nick Chubb is really hard to tackle and the only way Minka Fitzpatrick was going to be able to get him down is by diving head first at the knee. That's a dirty play. If he's hard to tackle, the answer cannot be, I'm going to take your knee out and have you miss the rest of the season. I'm sorry. It's not acceptable. It's a dirty hit. And that's going to be the major conversation today. And that's fine. I mean, it's, it's, a, 
It's a very sports radio talking point. But that uh, that's a disaster of a play that is avoided if you just try and tackle him. Wrap up his legs. Instead, Minka Fitzpatrick dove like a torpedo into his knees. Tackle him by the waist. Hey, it's really hard to get down. Yeah, yeah, he is. Twice great. It doesn't mean that the alternative is take out his knees. Because that's what you're telling me when you say Nick Chubb is really hard to bring down. Safeties are smaller than him. The only way to tackle him then, you're telling me, is to take out his knee. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. So, it sucks. It sucks that that's the main story from last night. And of course, that brings us to today's edition of Twitter Jam. All right, so today's edition of Twitter Jam is on the big story from last night, which is the Nick Chubb injury, all right? Get some reaction about that, and, you know, Minko, is it dirty? All of that stuff. So that's today's Twitter Jam. We will start out here. We will start with the live call from Monday Night Football. This tweet is actually from Awful Announcing, and the tweet says, Joe Buck, quote, I am told that the replay of Nick Chubb getting injured is not to be seen. And then it goes on to say, The groan from the Pittsburgh crowd probably tells us all we need to know. Chubb was carted off. Minka Fitzpatrick was also hurt on the play, but was later seen on Pittsburgh's bench. Here is the call. Good things here in this game. Here's Chubb trying to pick his way inside the five, and he does. Knocked down at the three. Ball came out, but he was down. Minka Fitzpatrick gets the tackle, but a gain of five. And the last thing any Browns fan wants to see, Nick Chubb holding his left leg. Oh, boy. And Minka Fitzpatrick is down for the Steelers. I am told that the replay of Nick Chubb getting injured is not to be seen. Yeah, it's we're not going to show it. It's uh, it's it's as bad as you can imagine. They just showed it on the big screen here in Pittsburgh, and the crowd gasped. Yeah, so uh, you, you hear you hear the groan from the crowd. Uh, yeah, like the tweet said, that that's all you need to know. If you didn't, you know, if you never watched the replay, you hear the groan from the crowd. Absolutely terrible. I think it's a very dirty hit by Minka Fitzpatrick. Next tweet here. This is from Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet NFL Network. Great reporter. He tweets out last night during the game. Browns running back Nick Chubb suffered what is believed to be a significant and season-ending knee injury against the Steelers, including multiple torn ligaments. He'll have tests done, but unfortunately, essentially what it looked like. Yeah, everybody knows that. All right, this tweet here is from Scott Hansen, the uh, the Red Zone. All right, he, he's the host of that. He's, he's not the Red Zone. He's the host of the Red Zone. And Scott Hansen says, it's so bad, you hope it's only season-ending. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. This tweet is from Jordan Schultz. He is an NFL insider, and he first tweeted out 
Browns fear Nick Chubb's season is over from a possible knee dislocation, potentially with multiple ligament damage. He's currently undergoing testing. There's serious concern. And then he quote tweeted his own tweet with head coach Kevin Stefanski told reporters he expects Nick Chubb to miss the remainder of the season with a significant knee injury. Christian McCaffrey running back for the 49ers. He tweets out prayers up for Chubb. Baker Mayfield who, of course, played with him when he was the quarterback in Cleveland. Love you, Nick. Prayers up. LeBron James, he tweets out, Damn, man, Nick Chubb, praying for the absolute best. <coughs> yep, all right. Uh, Good Morning Football, you know I love that program. Good Morning Football tweets out, was, and this from this morning, was the Minka Fitzpatrick hit that took Nick Chubb out dirty. Jason McCourty explains why. He went low. All right, so here you go. This is what I was talking about. Here's Jason McCourty on Good Morning Football this morning. The hit, mm. okay? I, I'm, I'm texting with some people who played in the league who said the Minka hit uh, is dirty. He should be fine. He should be suspended. There's no business for that. He went low and he was vulnerable. Jason, DB for over a decade in the league, what did you think of the Minka hit that ended Chubb's night? I don't think it was intentionally dirty. I think when you look at the replay and you see him going low while somebody's tackling him up high, you're like, well, why would he do that? And I think from a safety's position, you have to remember, DBs are the smallest guys out there on the field a lot of times. So the way you get a big back down is you have to go low. If you're Minka Fitzpatrick, you can't tackle a Nick Chubb up high because he's going to run right through you. When you so angry ones, you're seeing guys stiff arm and all those types of things. In that split second, in his mind, he's like, all right, he's coming through this hole. I have to go and I have to take him low. If he had to redo it again, knowing that somebody had him up high, maybe he doesn't. But it's easy for us to watch that in slow motion and say, oh, well, he should have went up top. He had already made that decision. He's going full speed up to make a collision. You hate to see it, but I don't think there was anything dirty or intentional in that play where he's trying to injure Nick Chubb. What do you think? I, I think it's it's easy to sit here and say that he went after his knee. Why, you think he wanted to go after Nick Chubb's knee? I don't right. believe for a second. I know people are saying Steelers are dirty, Fitzpatrick is dirty. It happens very quickly. I'm sure Fitzpatrick would like to have the play back. I, I love Minka. I love him mm-hmm. as a player. I can't sit here and say, what are you doing? Like nah. He's been in the league a long time. He's a professional. Yeah, I just, I, I don't agree. I obviously understand what he's saying, and I don't agree. Nick Chubb being hard to tackle does not mean the only way you can tackle him is by torpedoing yourself into his knees. It's not an excuse. A player being difficult to tackle is not an excuse for taking out their knees. I I don't buy it. It's a dirty hit to me every single... Now, like Kyle Brandt is saying there, do I believe that Minka Fitzpatrick was intentionally going for his knees? No, not, not I don't think he was intentionally trying to hurt him. No, but he was intentionally going low for the reasons that Jason McCourty is pointing out there. And it's not acceptable. I don't think he wants him to be hurt. I mean, that's just my... Now, look, we know he's low-character Minka. I don't believe he wants him to get hurt. I don't believe that at all. But he doesn't have to be a dirty player in order to make a dirty play. And that's a dirty play. And finally, here is Mike Lombardi. Mike Lombardi, former NFL exec. He then he tweets out last night, Chris Ballard, it's Colts GM, Chris Ballard's phone might ring tonight... Browns have gone all in on their season. If they lose Chubb, they might pay handsomely for Taylor. If they lose Chubb, they've lost Chubb. They might pay handsomely for Taylor. And that right there is this week's edition of Twitter Jam. So, let's talk about that. Yes, he's right. 
the Browns have lost Chubb now, and I've been telling you, I think the Dolphins are going to trade for Jonathan Taylor. I think the Dolphins are going to go after Jonathan Taylor within the next two weeks when he then becomes eligible to come off of PUP. They clearly were interested in in him before. I believe they're okay with paying him the money because of the rookie contract that Tua is still under. The Dolphins are in a win-now window. They just couldn't come up with the compensation for the Colts. I do believe the Dolphins are going to revisit that conversation. And I have felt, I've been going on radio stations, TV shows the last few weeks, and I've been saying, I think the Dolphins are going to trade for Jonathan Taylor. Now, the Browns have to enter that conversation. Like the kids say, the Browns have entered the chat. So the Browns now, and here's why. Like Mike Lombardi is pointing out there, I can see the Browns trading for Jonathan Taylor now. This is an organization, the Cleveland Browns, that has a history of making terrible deals. You look right at Deshaun Watson. A terrible deal. And the reason that that is important to point out here is, okay, not only will they be willing to give Taylor the money, but they may also be willing to give the Colts the compensation that they're asking for, even if it's considered to be a terrible deal, because the Browns have made terrible deals. The only way to get Deshaun Watson to play for them was to make a terrible deal. They went out there and did it. So the only way to get Jonathan Taylor is to make a terrible deal with the Colts. If that's what it takes to get the guy they want, I believe the Browns and their history would show you they are willing to do that. I could see them going all in on Taylor now. The Dolphins are not going to go all in on Taylor. The Dolphins want Taylor at the price that they're willing to get him at. I felt and still feel they will revisit that conversation. The Browns, though, will be willing to match whatever the Colts are asking for. I believe the Browns will be willing to go all in. I don't believe the Dolphins will be willing to go on. Now, does it play a factor with the Dolphins that Raheem Mostert has been so great the first couple weeks that the Dolphins' offensive line has blocked so well for him these first couple weeks? Yeah, I think that probably does play a role. I think that probably makes it even less likely that the Dolphins meet the Colts' asking price. So you got that right there. Dolphins' O-line has been great for Raheem Mostert. That lessens the chance of the Dolphins meeting the Colts' asking price. And now if you get a desperate team like the Colts, who are willing to meet that asking price, it makes the chances of the Dolphins getting Jonathan Taylor even less likely at this point. I have felt they were going to get him, but Mostert in the offensive line's production the first couple weeks, combined with a desperate Browns team now, I'm not so sure it's likely that the Dolphins are going to land Jonathan Taylor anymore. And we got we to be honest about that, right? So, and, and on top of it, the Browns, considering how bad Deshaun Watson has been and the money that you've committed to him, you definitely have to make an effort toward Jonathan Taylor. And what I mean by that is, it, the only way it becomes palpable, the money that you've paid Deshaun Watson, with him being this poor, is to do everything you can to still make sure you win. Because if the Browns put themselves in a position to win, like if the Browns were to win the Super Bowl, I, it's, it, I know we're living in fantasy land now, but if the Browns were to win the Super Bowl and Deshaun Watson is terrible, no one's going to complain about the money. You got Jonathan Taylor, you got a great defense, you got other weapons. 
as long as you win, who cares what you're paying the quarterback? So, yeah, I, I think the fact that they pay Watson so much money and he's been poor makes it even more likely that they're going to go out and make a big-time effort for Jonathan Taylor. And you know what? Like I said, the Colts are happy with Nick Chubb getting hurt, but this is why the Colts held on to him. What if there is a team that thinks that they're a contender, and the Browns likely think they're a contender. They're wrong, but the Browns think they're a contender, and what if they lose their running back? Here we are, sitting with Jonathan Taylor, and just two weeks away from, we could trade him right now, but two weeks away from being eligible to come off of PUP. So, I could totally see the Browns going all in on him now. I could totally see that. Guys, you know it's the summertime, which means we still have awesome savings going on at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you're in the market for a new car, you're thinking about it, you can't decide where to go, stop whatever you're doing right now. You're lucky you're listening to your boy, two-time champion broadcaster, because I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. That's right. You walk in the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're greeted by a member of their friendly sales team. They're going to navigate you in the right direction. Maybe you're looking for a spacious SUV for the entire family. Subaru's got you covered. Maybe you're just looking for a reliable sedan. Subaru's got you covered. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, whatever you're looking for, has the perfect model for you. That's right. And by the way, remind you guys, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, South Florida's newest and technologically advanced Subaru dealer, where you could shop over a thousand vehicles from your home right now. NFLSubaru.com. That's North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, NFLSubaru.com. You could search thousands of vehicles. You could find the perfect car for you and your family. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go, NFLSubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You also know... Official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. We're talking Johnny Cuba. European roots of the Caribbean soul. I love watching games like last night with a refreshing German lager in a can. If you've never had a Johnny Cuba, my man David, he sent me a message on Instagram a couple days ago. Try to Johnny Cuba for the very first time. And I told you, when you do that, pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. You pick up a six-pack there, and when you're trying your first Johnny Cuba, send me a picture or send me a quick video. I then post it on my stories on Instagram. I'm an influencer, so I'm very famous. You then become famous because you're drinking Johnny Cuba. My man Juan, he loves seeing the pictures. Go out, get yourself a Johnny Cuba. You're going to tell me how delicious it is. And I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you for months now. Hey, remember, always drink responsibly, and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay Tranquilo. Going to get to week three, Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings in a moment here. But I couldn't have been the only one last night, right? You thought it last year. Tua was having a great year. Then he got hurt. Deshaun Watson comes back from his uh, uh, creep suspension. And he's terrible. And now the start of this year, Tua's the best. And Deshaun Watson is pretty lousy. And you're watching it on Monday Night Football last night. I mean, turnovers, fumble, pick six. I know it wasn't his fault. Oh, it wasn't a great pass. Pick six, fumble return for a touchdown, face mask penalties, arguing with the Steelers' silent, pushing officials. 
I can't be the only one who was thinking, can you imagine the Dolphins having traded for Watson two seasons ago? Can you imagine having this guy as your quarterback instead of Tua? Now, obviously, you would... You wouldn't know how good Tua was, probably, because I don't know if he'd be the backup or you would have gotten rid of him, what have you, but you never would have really known what you had in Tua, and you'd have Watson paying him all this money just being terrible. And now you look at it, I mean, look, Brian Flores wants to sue the NFL. There's, you know, He's claiming there's a reason uh, that race has to do with him not being a head coach again in the league. I don't know. Having Tua, having a franchise quarterback under your, uh, you know, uh, under your thumb for his first couple years in the league, and you can't even tell that this guy is awesome, and you want to get rid of him and bring aboard this Deshaun Watson who sucks now. Maybe that's why you're not getting another head coaching job in the NFL. Just maybe, maybe that's why. But I can't be the only one thinking about it. Last night, can you imagine not having Tua, who's the best? And you got Watson? Oh, my God. Dolphins got lucky. And look, I got to tell you, I was a big Deshaun Watson fan before we learned he was a creep. Once we learned he was a creep, obviously I'm all out on Watson. And then when the Dolphins were interested in trading for him, like, I would have been interested in Deshaun Watson over Tua until we learned he was a creep because I was a big Deshaun Watson fan. But once we learned he was a creep, nah, I'm not here for it. I don't want to have to root for that guy. I don't want that on my team. I don't want ever. I don't want the distraction. I don't want that to be what people talk about with the Dolphins as they gave this creep all that money. And then can you just imagine now knowing what we know that Watson he might stink, and Tua is amazing. That would be a. Sp- I mean, we're really lucky. We dodged a bullet there. And we really dodged a bull with Brian Flores. And now with Mike McDaniel. We really did. Sometimes you get a little bit lucky. Chris Greer has done a really good job after I thought he was shit at first. and But sometimes you got to get a little bit lucky. You got to dodge a couple bullets. And it seems like here with the Watson situation, the Dolphins dodged a major bullet. Now, I spoke a lot yesterday on the show about Jason Sanders and the Dolphins need to get rid of him. They're not going to get rid of him. I mean, I feel like if they were going to get rid of him, it would have been last year or it would have been the offseason. So I am obviously very concerned that the Dolphins are going to lose a playoff game because of Jason Sanders. And unfortunately, we're going to have to revisit this conversation. But a fair question that some people were asking yesterday, why are we complaining about Jason Sanders and not complaining about the center, Connor Williams, not being able to snap the football? I think there have been six center quarterback miscues over the first couple weeks, which is six too many. So why are we complaining about Sanders and not complaining about Connor Williams? Well, I think the answer came this morning when PFF, Pro Football Focus, when they put out their rankings for each position so far, and Connor Williams has been number three in the NFL among all centers, that right there is why we're not complaining about Connor Williams. Because which one is more likely for the Dolphins to be able to fix? Which one is more likely for the player to be able to improve upon? Connor Williams 
and Tua Tonga-Bailoa getting on the same page as far as the snap goes? Or Jason Sanders being able to kick from distance? Jason Sanders clearly cannot kick from distance. I have to believe that Connor Williams can figure out how to stop the miscues snapping the football. And even if he continues it once in a while, which is bad, but even if he continues it once in a while, he is still blocking at an elite level. And by the way, so are the left guard and the right guard. So that entire center up the middle there on the Dolphins' offensive line has been awesome. So yeah, why am I complaining about Jason Sanders and not Connor Williams? That's why. Because Connor Williams is still overall doing his job really, really well. And I have to believe that you can figure out how to stop snapping the ball like an asshole if you're Connor Williams. Let's get to Zaslow Show 2.0 Week 3 Power Rankings. Now you guys know I love a good power ranking, all right? And every week here on Zaslow Show 2.0, we give you our top five teams in the NFL Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. We count it down from 5 to 1 for dramatic purposes. Number 5, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles with a win over Minnesota. They won by 6, although they were ahead by a lot more earlier. The Eagles now with wins against New England and Minnesota. Two teams they should beat, and they did just that. So the NFC champion, after two weeks, comes in at number 5 on the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings, and they drop a spot. They were number four last week. Coming in at number four in this week's Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings, making their first appearance of the season in the Power Rankings, the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore comes in at number four after a real good win over Cincinnati. Close game. They're 2-0. They did what they were supposed to do, especially when everyone and their mother were picking Cincinnati. Number three, Zaslow Show 2.0 Week 3 Power Rankings, the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are number three after a 30-10 win over the Jets. They've outscored the two New York teams the first two weeks, 70-10. Zaslow, how could Dallas be number three when they've outscored the teams 70-10? Well, the teams they beat look like they might suck. All right. The Giants barely got by the Cardinals after showing that game 28-7. All right. And the Jets, we know the Jets and Zach Wilson are awful. So Dallas, number three. They were number three last week as well. Number two, Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. For the second consecutive week, the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins with a real good win against New England, a game that was never really in doubt until Jason Sanders decided to put it in doubt. You got the genius, the most overrated coach of all time, Bill Belichick, trying to slow down the Dolphins, and you know what? They still scored 24 points, and they still really never didn't have control of the game. Miami for the second consecutive week, number two in the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. And for the second consecutive week, sitting atop the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings, best team in the NFL right now is the San Francisco 49ers. Christian McCaffrey gashed them on the ground. Close game. 
The game was not in doubt though late as they were up by 10 until the field goal made it a 7 point margin at the final whistle. That was against the Rams. We know week 1 San Francisco kicked the shit out of the Steelers in Pittsburgh for the second consecutive week. The number 1 spot in the Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings belongs to the San Francisco 49ers. So number 5, Philadelphia. 4, Baltimore. 3, Dallas, two, Miami, and number one, San Francisco. There you have it, and that is our week three Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. Guys, I've been telling you about Sheets and Giggles for, I don't know, like five, six months they've been on the show now, and that's because I want to make sure you guys are getting the same quality of sleep that I'm getting. You know, I've historically been a terrible sleeper. I can't find a cure. And then Sheets and Giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0. Colin, he's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. He's also become my friend. He has helped me get in the quality sleep I need every single night by making the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets you've ever slept on in your life. I know you're out there saying, Zaslow, how could they be that good? Well, go to SheetsGiggles.com. See for yourself. You're going to become just like the Zaslow family. You're going to be one of over 100,000 Americans that are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. So not only are you getting the best sleep of your life, but you also don't have to worry about where you're getting sheets from anymore. You order it right there from the comfort of your own home, SheetsGiggles.com. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow upon checkout. Your first order when you use my promo code, 20% off. And... My man Colin and Sheets and Giggles, yes, they're making it from eucalyptus trees, but they're taking care of the environment as well. So you don't have to worry about that. SheetsGiggles.com, the best sleep of your life. Again, SheetsGiggles.com. So, got a little bit of Damian Lillard stuff to catch everybody up on here, all right? It kind of feels like right now, it feels like there's a buzz again about Damian Lillard and trade talks. And when we say trade talks, we're obviously only talking about the Miami Heat because it there's bullshit being thrown out there the last couple days, and it's coming from Portland's side. If there were another team, we would know the other team. <coughs> we would possibly know the parameters of the deal because Portland would put it out there to try and gain leverage. Instead, Portland's putting it out there that there are other teams involved when in fact we know... That is absolutely not the case. But there is a buzz out there right now, which makes sense because training camps are all starting within the next 10 to 14 days. So are the Blazers really going to bring Damian Lillard into camp? I don't think so. So there is a buzz again right now over the last 24, 40 hours about Damian Lillard. Is there going to be a Lillard trade over the next 10 to 14 days? Has the Damian Lillard conversation picked up? Well, here's yesterday on the NBA Today. Here's Mark Spears with the latest on ESPN. The latest I'm hearing is that the Blazers have been talking to several teams, but I don't even know if that's the Blazers. But when you say several teams, that also suggests that they could be willing to trade for him or send him somewhere that's not the Miami Heat, which is certainly very curious. I mean, it's, it's one thing for a team to trade for a player that doesn't want to be there. But to get a player that's a top 75 player that, you know, is going to be professional, but will he really be a happy employee? Do you want to do that to Dame Lillard? That's the biggest question. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on there being another team. 
I think Mark Spears, you know, he, he, he probably heard it from Portland, but he hasn't been able to confirm because otherwise he would come out and tell you they're a team. That's his job. He's a reporter. And I don't think he's been able to confirm it. That's why he's not ready to say it. I'm calling bullshit on the other teams that could be involved. It is a major, major gamble for another team. Not just You're not just trying to convince Damian Lillard to play for you for the remainder of his contract. You're trading away big-time assets and then hoping to convince Lillard to not then request a trade still to Miami. It's too much of a gamble. It'd be one thing if you could talk to Lillard right now and convince him and then make the trade. Lillard's not interested in playing for anybody but Miami. So you would have to make the trade and then hope you could convince Lillard. It's way too much of a gamble. There are no take-backs. It's not like, hey, we'll make this trade, Portland, but if we can't convince him to be happy with being us, let's do take-backs. There are no take-backs. It's too much of a gamble considering what you likely have to give up. The reality is this Joe Cronin is doing anything he can to avoid looking like a putz. And he wants to trade him anywhere but Miami. But there's no other offer out there. Period. That's it. Here's Brian Windhorst yesterday on the Hoop Collective podcast. Blazers want, if they're dealing with one team, if it is Miami or nothing, mm-hmm. they want what the Nets got from the Suns, which is the Suns literally scrounging. Well, but they're, they're, but they're, every... just, they're just not I getting know. that. I understand that. And, the, and a year ago right now, the, the Nets weren't getting it from the Suns, whatever initial talks that they had. And But, you know, the concept is that they want the Heat to literally scrounge into every nook and cranny and produce everything they possibly can. Yeah. And the Heat don't feel need to do that. And they haven't since June. And, uh, you know, the one thing that we saw was a change in ownership of the Suns. And that's, that basically changed the direction of their offer. Yeah. I don't think we'll be seeing a change in ownership of the Miami Heat. I think there's a reason why this conversation is picked back up. I think there's a reason why it's trending again on Twitter. And training camp, like I said, is within the next 10 to 14 days all across the league. Portland knows we, we, we have to get this thing done now. They're trying to create a buzz over the last couple days, try to get other teams involved. There are no other teams involved, and they're going to have to eventually give in. And Joe Cronin is going to look like an asshole at the end of all of it because this deal should have been done a couple months ago. Miami's not going to bid against themselves. Miami's been doing this way too long. Joe Cronin is new at this shit. And the Heat are going to take him to the cleaners. I do think there's a reason why this has come up again. I think we're going to have a trade within the next week or so. Guys, before we get to big deal, not a big deal... I've been using Brunt Insurance to get my homeowner's insurance for about 10 years now. And the reason is because I know I don't want to be lying awake at night wondering, God forbid, what happens if there's a flood? You know the storms we get here. What happens if there's a hurricane? We're into hurricane season. What if there's damage to my home? Who's going to pay for it? I sleep perfectly sound knowing that I have Brunt Insurance behind my deal. So I know, God forbid, something happens. I'm covered. I'm taken care of because with Brunt Insurance... 
I'm getting the most comprehensive coverage out there at the most affordable rate. 954-589-2204 or go to BruntInsurance.com because from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys, Brunt Insurance has you covered. They specialize in not just home insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, boaters insurance, motorcycle insurance. Like I said, I've been getting my homeowner's insurance through Brunt Insurance for almost 10 years now. And that's because with offices all throughout the state of Florida, Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they have the expertise and the experience to find the right coverage for you. They know the area you're calling from. And hey, that also includes comprehensive policies on both trailers and motorhomes. So when you call 954-589-2204, you know you're making the right call. There are so many options out there. Renter's insurance, condo insurance, They specialize in making all the confusing options out there crystal clear. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. That's 954-589-2204. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, if you have water mold or fire damage in your home, uh, that might be a big deal. Maybe it's not a big deal. Let water clean up a floor to tell you. You go to WCUFL.com. The first time you notice there could be a leak in your home, you call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. When there's unexpected damage in your home or your business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida, they know the impact and stress that a disaster will cause, and their objective, they make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is there at the start of your project, and they're there at the very end. You don't need to call anyone else. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Go on to Google. You're going to find almost 100 five-star reviews. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Ah, we're at that time of year where Ben Simmons, he puts out the workout videos. He also tells you how great he's going to be this coming season. And he tells you, hey, I got to get back to being a point guard. So, I don't know if it was you or Jacques Vaughn. You're going to be playing back at the, you're going back to the point guard position this year? Yeah, that's what I am. I'm a point guard. You know, as much as people try to put me in, everyone's a GM in their head. (laughs) I'm a point guard. So, uh, I think, you know, with the team we have, I think it's constructed well uh, for us to have a good run. Look, this, this is not a big deal. This is the rinse-repeat formula for Ben Simmons every year. Workout videos, tell you how good he's going to be, goes out there, and he sucks. How about just going out there and doing it? How about going out there and proving it? Nobody believes you. Go out there and look like a competent player. How about just go out there and play? How about that? How about just go out there and play? This is not a big deal. It's all lip service. Big deal or not a big deal. So... I don't know if you saw, but at the Colorado-Colorado State game over the weekend, Chauncey Billups, who is a Colorado alum and is also the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers, was at the game with Kyle Lowry. Is that because he's about to be Kyle Lowry's new head coach? Here's Mark Spears on ESPN. What more can you tell us about Kyle and Chauncey's relationship? Well, they've been friends for like 20 years. In fact, uh, Chauncey convinced... Uh, Kyle to be in a golf tournament, which is like a black golf tournament with 55 golfers. And Kyle had so much fun being in a golf tournament that he's been decided to keep continually coming back. Just happened to be last weekend. So 
Chauncey was a CU alum, and he's starting to get tight with Prime, says, hey, man, come to the game. So, you know, he comes, and it's funny because I think Chauncey was, uh, I heard he might have been going to maybe the, the, the facilities. So when he, when he got up and walked away, he wasn't trying to hang, uh, hide from the cameras. But uh, I, I don't know that Kyle Lowry wants to be playing with Portland. I mean, he went to Miami to uh, uh, get a championship. He went to Miami to win. And so to throw him in a situation now where he's going to go to Portland and be a part of rebuilding, I think that certainly would be unfair to him. And as much as those guys love each other, I don't think they want that for either person. I don't know. I'm calling shenanigans. I, I think it's a big deal. I think Kyle Lowry, look, Chauncey's a, a Colorado alum. I think Kyle, Kyle Lowry's there because he wants to spend some time with his new head coach. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. How about Deion Sanders Jr.? Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell put out a poll on Twitter, and he was asking, is it okay to rush the field when, you're a t- when you win and you were a 24-point favorite? Now, I will say, normally I would say, no, that's Bush. You don't rush the field in that spot. But I think it's different for Colorado because they've come from out of nowhere. They were a nothing, and now they're awesome, and they're fun, and it was a rival, and they're shit-talking, and it's super exciting. So when you come from nothing, and then immediately you're something, I I think it's okay to get swept up in all the excitement there. So I'm actually okay with it when normally I wouldn't be okay with rushing the field in that spot. But Danny Cannell was asking, is it okay? And Deion Sanders Jr. replied with, you a full-ass hoe. I'm going big deal, because anytime you call somebody a full-ass hoe, everybody knows that's funny. Big deal or not a big deal. How about Shannon Sharp yesterday? He hosts First Take, I think Mondays and Tuesdays on ESPN. And Shannon Sharp telling you, Zach Wilson, he's not good. You're not going to win with him. I mean, the dude couldn't play dead in the horror movie. I mean, how many times, how many scenes did you need to see? I mean, I've seen, I've seen all of the Friday 13th. I've seen all the, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy he can't play dead. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw, I saw. I can't play dead in a horror movie. That's a beautiful movie. I've seen them all. And at some point in time, you've got to come to the realization he is what he is. There is a reason if you thought he could play. If you thought he could play just a tad, there's no way you would mortgage what you mortgage, mortgage and pay Aaron Rodgers what you paid him. Now, it was it, it's sad. It's very disheartening that four plays into his tenure with the Jets, he goes down, and now your worst fear is realized. I'm going not a big deal because everybody sees the same thing, Shannon. I mean, he can't play dead in a horror movie. It's a funny line. But I'm going not a big deal because everybody sees Zach Wilson sucks. I mean, all it took was one game after that first game trying to talk yourself into the Jets' running game and the Jets' defense that maybe they're going to be able to stay in games even with Zach Wilson. It took one week later to realize, yeah, Zach Wilson sucks, and our team is going to be fighting for the number one overall pick in the draft. So I'm going, not a big deal. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes, there you go. How about that? That's a fun show today, everybody. Hey, you could always hit me up at Zaslow Show, of course. And like I told you, you could always hit me up on, on Instagram where I'm an influencer at Zaslow J. Today's show has been brought to you by Bet Online. Love having them on board the program. Make sure that you listen to, hey, tell all your friends, tell your family. Thanks, everybody, behind the scenes who all put together a great show today. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. 
Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.